This is Puck Year, New Zealand's hockey podcast with your hosts Logan Swinkles and Joe Jury. Hey guys, welcome to another week of Puck Year. Switching things up a little bit and we had Jeff McTainch there doing our intro voice. What happened there? Where's, where's Jason gone? Uh, we had him contracted for 11 eps. Oh, and he's a, he's a big time media voiceover person, so he is holding out. Oh, yeah, and we we don't have any, we don't make any money on this show, so no. uh, that, that's going to be hard. Uh, anyway, I am your host as always, Logan Swinkles. Joined with me is my buddy, Joe Dury, um, superstar in the BHL. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. What, you were, were you not in the All-Star game? Well, you could have been, but you had cricket. Yeah, I was a late ad, let's just say. Seventh defenseman. <laughs> you are the John Scott. Yep. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, Puck, yeah, this week uh, we've we've got a lot to get fired up about. Um, fired up about, laugh at. We're going to have a good time here. Uh, USA Hockey is a joke, but nobody is laughing. We cringe over Coach's Corner. We put together our NHL 18 wish list of missing features, and there is a lot of them. Plus the NHL playoffs are just around the corner, so we're making predictions like every single other fucking podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, hey. And uh, we look ahead to next week's HHF tournament in Auckland. But first up, our moment of the week. What did you pick, Joe? Jack Eichel's awesome celebration in the Leafs-Sabres game on Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> that... Oh. That game, honestly, uh, I think Sarah and I, we were we were home watching it. Uh, I don't often have the weekend off, so when I do, I I like to watch Hockey Night in Canada. Um, if I'm not work, if I am working, and obviously I have to, I get to miss all the all the good bits, the coaches' corner and headlines and stuff. I'll go back onto the Sportsnet's page. They've ruined headlines, but it. let's talk about that another time. Oh, okay, mm. interesting. You've got some thoughts there. Okay, um, but yeah, we did watch this one, and I th- I feel like I wasted my Sunday. It's interesting that kind of thing when you like I watched games on delay, and it's a good two and a half hours that you three hours that you set aside for it, and then afterwards you're like, why didn't I just not watch the ten minute highlight package <laughs> when the Ducks get smashed or the Leafs lose or it's a really blowout game. But I guess because you you know, quite often you try and avoid um spoilers on the scores. So how do you you know, you're not meant to know, I guess. But No. Oh well. Uh yeah, <laughs> that was a bit of a bit of a shit game, but freaking Eichel, we're really seeing now what he's capable of. He is he is awesome. He's a little velociraptor skating around, shooting the puck. Um, and that celebration, because I think one of the Leafs scored in the first period. Connor and Brown, went, yeah, same spot. Right. Yeah. And went up to the glass where those Leafs fans were and pounded on the glass and everyone went crazy. And then so Eichel, once he scored in the second period, just skated right at them like an ultimate troll. <laughs> and it was so good. Especially, uh, you know, when you see, like, you see it again in slow motion and... You see the the fans in the stands there. Uh, they realize what's going on, and they're just like, <gasps> and Jack I was just like, "Bam! Fuck yeah!" It is it is his home rink, so he can he can do whatever he wants. Although every time the Leafs play there, it's like fifty fifty pretty much. 
I wouldn't even say it's 50-50, dude. <laughs> it's it's almost like you got to feel for like the Sabres fans um, when they do play Toronto because it's not far. Um, how, how far is it? It's, it's say, let, let's imagine this was New Zealand. This is probably like driving from Auckland to Tauranga. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Actually, not even that. I think and it's it'd be closer all like than motorway. That. Motorway the whole way, right? Yeah, yeah. So a much faster trip. You're not going over the Kaimai Ranges there. Um, yeah. So obviously the God, I can't. What, what is the what is their rink called? It changes every year. Uh, it, it used to be the first Niagara Centre. I think it's like Key Bank. That's the one. Arena yeah, Key now. Bank Arena now changes like almost every year. <laughs> just just get a sponsor and keep with it, guys. Um, yeah, they they get invaded by the Leafs fans and. You saw, I saw all the photos and stuff from warmups from like all the, um, uh, like lease reporters that I follow and you just see all the fans and, uh, filling up for warmups. And there's also, uh, I think Kristen Shilton, who is one of my favorite reporters, uh, works TSN, very, very promising talent. She posted a video and all I could hear was go leaves go. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, they really travel. They tra- I guess they can't get into their own rink. Yeah, and that's the thing. So, you could uh, people. I saw some tweet. Uh, someone was like, "Yeah, I went to a preseason game between the Leafs and the Sabers. Uh, I was on the glass for ten dollars or something." I was like, "That's insane." I'm like, "Yeah, it's preseason, but that's that's the thing. Um, it's really expensive to go to Leafs games at home." And like when Sarah and I were living in Toronto, we we went to a bunch. We spent more money than I would like to divulge. And, uh, you know, our friends there were like, how do you go to all these games? I've been to like two in my lifetime. <laughs> so how, how did you do it? Uh, just hustle. <laughs> right. <laughs> and just, just worked hard and we got lucky with tickets. Cause I'm going, I'm going in like two weeks. So I need to figure out how, well, one, if they make the playoffs, that would be a start. One game, games. one game we went to was, um, well, you're going to have a hard time there. I think one, one game we went to was Leafs versus the Flyers. And, um, we got tickets off Craigslist. Right. Yeah. Which of course people, you'd think Craigslist, that might be dodgy, but like we met with a guy downtown. He, it was like these tickets that he got through work, but he couldn't go. So, he, um, uh, and they were really good seats, like lower bowl. And, you know, so I got to, um, so he's selling freebies that he got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But he was selling them like pretty cheap. He had to go to like a funeral or something. So I was, you know, felt bad for the guy. Um, but at the same time, I got awesome seats and I got to chirp um, Steve Mason all game and Claude Giroux. And it was so good. So close they could probably hear me. <laughs> Giroux's a good chirper himself. So he, he was probably enjoying it. Probably. And then the, the whole ironic thing was, of course, I was chirping Wayne Simmons. And then um, uh, my girlfriend kindly reminded me hey um you know when when i did that documentary with him you're like hey remember when we went to that game and you were just like a real dick to him (laughs) but like simmons is one of those guys that you hate to play against him but god you'd love to have him on your team oh he'd he'd love it he'd love why he's so lanky he's just so lanky Anyway, I, think, I feel like we're getting completely off topic here. Uh, first one, first one I'm going to get into is this whole business with um, USA Hockey. Uh, initially, we weren't going to talk about this because, well, we kind of felt like we weren't really that qualified for it. Main reason, um, 
we're guys. Mm-hmm. That's that is correct. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I think it's too important of an issue to completely ignore. Um, of course, the issue being the wage dispute between USA Hockey and its national women's team, who are meant to be playing a tournament as of Friday, uh, New Zealand time. Yeah, world championships. Yeah, mm. in in America. Yeah, in Plymouth, Michigan. Um, this, of course. This course being a hockey podcast, if you're listening to it, you probably follow a lot of hockey news too, and you know about the situation. So we're not going to uh, delve into that. Uh, let, you know, let's just go straight into some you know recent developments. Uh, uh, you know, I've been reading up a lot. Um, actually, I, I read a lot more Vice Sports these days. I think they do. Are they based out of Toronto? I think they are. Uh, I know Dave Lozo writes for them, and I think down goes Brown as well. Does a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he does on. a little bit. Um, I, I listen to his Biscuits podcast. It's not too bad. I think. Check it out. But after, after you listen to us, of course. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I've been reading a lot um, on Vice Sports. And earlier this week, I saw USA Hockey are looking to ice a team of scabs. And so far, they've only managed to secure enough players to put out a single line. What's a scab? So a scab is... Um, if you're striking or protesting, um, like it's a work dispute and you're picketing or whatever, say this is like your everyday person striking against your job, um, the employer can find other people to replace you. That's essentially a scab. It's a, it's a gross description. Could they just say replacement players? Not scabs. Mm, no. Scabs it, is just... Ugh. Scab is like... It's a really old term. Um, I, I'm not sure what from. <laughs> but yeah, maybe maybe someone can tell us. But yes, it is gross, but that is what they are. They are scabs. But they've only managed to find uh, enough to put out a single line. So three players? Three players. That's that's crazy. And even high school... Uh, this, this is what I found funny. Even high school seniors like uh, Nellie Snodgrass are saying no. Uh, now you'd think someone that young would be like, oh my God, you know, I play for Team USA. Hell yeah. Um, but I think we we applaud these these female hockey players for standing up for what they believe in. And I think it's awesome that they're all standing their ground. I, and this must be getting really embarrassing uh, for USA hockey. I, I don't know why they thought they could ice a full team of replacement players because while these current players are fighting the fight that they are, they're representing all these other people as well. Mm. You know, it's not just about them. It's about future generations and it's about, you know, equality and getting what they feel like they deserve. And yeah, I, I stand right by them in, in all of this because I mean, really like, as I said, we won't get into the details, but I think it was something like, you know, in Olympic years, they only get like $6,000. Yeah. It's brutal. And what is that? And they mean, they mean to be training full time as well to be, premier world athletes and yeah getting nothing from the and it's like okay olympic year but as you said they're training full time olympic years uh once every four years guys they're doing this every year so six so really what six thousand dollars for like four years that's that's just pathetic um but yeah to to think that they could even replace these players because if if anyone, if anyone actually decided to be a scab and go on this team, you know, yeah, sure, playing for your country is an honor, but you're going to be um, sending your, you know, like your kind, I don't know, like you know, the all the female players 
back a step. You know, this, you know, this is about making, making things better for everybody. And if, you know, if replacement players just went in, you know, USA hockey think they can just get away with it. They have a um, long history of disrespecting the female players. Um, in the 2002 Olympics, they, they made the female players wear for the USA uniforms um, on the shoulders, I think. They had patches for the gold medals that Team USA had won in, at the Olympics in the past. And on the female uniforms, they had 1960 and 1980, I think, was the Miracle on Ice one. Yeah. But no, 1998 when they when they won, won in Nagano. Nagano. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so that, that's nice. I mean, there's this kind of sad history of female sports in general getting disrespected. I mean, it's no different here in New Zealand with female sports. Unfortunately, you know the 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 um, is it the Black Ferns? The rugby team? Yes. Yeah. You know, they don't get the coverage that the All Blacks get. It's getting better, but still not the same. And also with cricket, the White Ferns, you know, absolute, was it Australia that they absolutely destroyed a few weeks yeah, ago? Um, yeah, just a couple of weeks ago in Auckland. Yeah. That was insane. And, of course, and again, they don't, get the, they don't get the level of coverage that the Black Caps get. But it is getting better. Um, now, of course, there's going to be idiots out there who say, who cares about women's hockey? Nobody watches it. Well, that's bullshit. Like, have you seen women's hockey? It's awesome. It's really, it's really good because they, they they're not meant to hit, but they do. Yeah. And even so, because they're not meant to hit, they use a lot more speed and skill, which mm. isn't that the way the NHL is going? <laughs> it's not far away. Yeah. It's not far away. It's- like, heading must be down. It's, if you took out people like Matt Martin... Uh, then there would be like way less. To be fair, Matt Martin just hits the boards a lot <laughs> and they count it as a hit. Yeah. <laughs> He's got to feel uh, validated for something, right? Um, but yeah, you know, women's hockey, it's fast paced, it's loaded with skill and it's really entertaining to watch. And you're probably thinking, oh, you're just describing men's hockey. I'm like, no, dude, that's all hockey, men and women. And like, I love being able to watch both at the Olympics. Like um, the the last Olympics, that awesome day where Canada won gold in like women's and then men's. Actually, On that horrific game um, where the US were leading and they shot the the puck down to the empty net and it stopped basically on the goal line and then Canada came back and scored. The invisible wall. <laughs> yeah. So I just, it's, it's, this whole thing is just really embarrassing, you know, especially with this world championship is on home ice and like can you imagine not having team usa there i mean the IHF can't be happy about this and great work usa hockey to like just put your sport back like you're saying 10 almost i guess it would be a generation because you'd have a whole bunch of girls that want to play hockey would go to this tournament or are beginning playing and now there's no team usa heroes for them to kind of look up to yeah good work that's that's good. And when when will the next world championships be on US female world championships on US soil? Not for another maybe five years, six years. Yeah, like I don't know how how often it you know circles around. Like I mean, with New Zealand, it's sort of when we get them, it seems like every so often, every four or so years, roughly, um, probably more. <laughs> Because no one wants to come here. <laughs> so those girls will just go and play basketball or um, 
softball or something soccer probably yeah and, and, and the, there goes your athletes yeah i'm glad you mentioned basketball because uh, there was this interesting article um from philly.com which i've never heard of before but our good buddy jonathan hawks tweeted this article and it the headline like was just so bad uh it just says usa women's ice hockey players need a league of their own they do have one they have, they have two, two. <laughs> And he does now credit credit to uh, John Smallwood. He does mention not by I don't believe by name, but he does mention the NWHL. Um, but he kind of just belittled them in a way and was like, "Oh, it's just a four was it four team league, like whatever." Like his idea was that the NHL. Uh, should team up with you women's hockey and do what the WNBA and the NBA did. Um, obviously, the NBA sort of helped build up the WNBA to where it is now. Of course, it's not as big as the NBA. I would argue that it probably never would be, but that you know, that's not to say that uh, it's any less important. And it's it's been there. It's helped a lot to um, you know develop players you know you get like female basketball players going through college and now you know there's same a with, pathway for there's them a pathway yeah you know they can actually see a career for themselves which is great and um that's all i want for our female hockey players uh, is to be able to make a career out of this like grace grace harrison she'd go on i play professionally in the states that's that's one thing i want to ask you when we do eventually get her on the show is you know do you do you have your site set on like the cwhl the nwhl um it's you know I, it's funny because like small word you probably could have done a quick google and you would have realized how well the cwhl is doing yeah, it's, it's booming. Um, the NWHL is in massive financial crisis, I think, at the moment. They had to do pay cuts, right? Yeah, and a lot of players haven't been paid. And like Amanda Kessel, I think she's the superstar, but they pay basically the team she plays for, they pay her, and then that's it. Amanda Kessel should just... You know what would be amazing if Amanda Kessel went to the Toronto Furies? <laughs> and she won a championship? You'd be like, Phil, you couldn't do it, but I did. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Uh, I love the Kessel family. <laughs> but they, yeah, the thing is that they need... There's this whole turf war that's kind of going on and like the, the NWHL are thinking of expanding into Toronto and, and Montreal. Why would Ooh. you want to do that when you've just combined the two leagues at the moment? And then make one big kind of super league. Yeah, I think I think that's what they should do as well. And um, going to Smallwood's point about the you know the big league uh, combining up with um, to help the women the women uh, have like a pro league going. I think that's what needs to happen. Um, you know, foster their relationship, and maybe one day those leagues, you know, they can become this one awesome pro league with the best female uh, players in the world come to shine. And if USA Hockey don't come through, then perhaps that's the step that needs to be taken. You know, it's been reported that the USA men may be prepared to not play the next championship as a sign of solidarity with the women's case. Now, they make the big dollars. Maybe the NHLPA and the NHL can figure something out. You know, like I know the Toronto Furies are aligned with MLAC and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, I don't know about other teams in those in the women's leagues, but perhaps that's that's a good first step. 
Um, now, of course, sports agent Alan Walsh was the one who tweeted about the potential boycott by the men. So who knows how much truth is there? Um, he's, you know, he's said a f- bunch of bullshit before on Twitter. Um, it's not like it, a, an agent to drum up some kind of weird fake news, maybe? Well, yeah, like to benefit his clients, which, mm. you know, he's he's doing his job. Uh, but if it were true, that's one hell of a gesture. And I hope that's what they actually do do. Uh, do do, <laughs> uh, people somebody. Uh, now I know that seems like this crazy idea of having the two combine. Um, but is that what it will take to see some equality and respect for the women's game? Uh, yeah. I mean, as a, in the general public, probably internally within the sport, they, I mean, they're, they're all massively respected. They're just kind of trying to get that mainstream coverage. And I guess, having one big Super League will obviously help with that. Yeah. And, you know, as you said, the CWHL, these, all these freaking um, initials are getting to me. <laughs> uh, the CWHL have done really well. You know, they, uh, they teamed up with Sportsnet. Um, so they broadcast a lot of their games. They even live streamed the Clarkson Cup online for uh, international uh, audiences, which was... David Clarkson Cup. No, not David Clarkson. God, could you imagine that? <laughs> David Clarkson, the, the fighter of women's hockey rights, gets his own cup. No. <laughs> Although I'm sure he probably, he, he would be on the side as well because he's a, he's a nice guy. Oh, he's so nice. He's God, a, he's, a, he's a good old Toronto boy. He is. Good Canadian kid. And uh, so it was awesome that they streamed the Clarkson Cup uh, for free to international audiences. I Genius move. Um, I don't know if it was the CWHL who kind of, suggested to Sportsnet that they do that or that Sportsnet thought on their own hey this is a great way of growing your audience either way genius move and perhaps the Americans can learn a thing or two from their friends up north yeah we're we're, we're kind of um we're just coming at this from what we know and what our beliefs are um and we're, we're pretty passionate about getting this we love we just love hockey and we want it to be everywhere and everyone having the chance to play it exactly um if you want to know like get real go real deep dive and follow the whole situation um a reporter jen neal on twitter she writes for yahoo puck daddy and puck daddy yeah uh she uh she's following the breaking a whole bunch of stories about it so give her a follow and and she'll be able to fill you in completely on the developing situation Exactly, because we're just two dudes from New Zealand in a lounge. Um, <laughs> you might just, I don't know if you heard, but we have a special guest on the show this week. It is the Auckland rain. It's just piercing down outside. Not good news for the final day of the test today. The final day of cricket when the, the Black Caps could win. Yeah. But it's going to get rained out. What a shame. Uh, anyway, let's let, let's move on from there. As Joe said, if you want to know more, follow Jen Neal. Um, because there's, I feel like this is this could really come to a head um, by the end of the week when the tournament is meant to start. But we'll we'll find out. We'll see what happens. Uh, as we mentioned before, watching Hockey Night in Canada is something we both try and do every weekend. Before we get into talking about Coach's Corner, I really want to know what this whole thing that you have against headlines now. Uh, well, because they since they rebooted it this year by having. Um, Ron come back and host mm. from George Strombolopoulos. They, I miss Strombo. Oh, he's a great man. He's a great wearer of pants. 
Um, but like now it's gone back to being really kind of boring and they've cut the headline segment up to be way shorter now because they have to do that whole hometown hockey plug. Yeah. But at the end of it, so you're getting less and less information. You're just getting boring promo from hometown hockey where they're going to another small town in Canada and obviously Ron's the host of that. So then he leaves before the end of the first game and then they bring in David Amber to host the second Hockey Night in Canada game. Mm. And that's kind of when the more information comes through and everything. And he's got better better chat with the hosts, Elliot and... And of course, by Nothing then, by the Kelly. second game, I'm I'm done. <laughs> Usually, unless it's a matchup I'm really into. Yeah, that's yeah. your whole afternoon. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, I've just ruined, I've ruined the, uh, the kind of headline segment. I used to like the hot stove. That was good. Yeah, what happened to that? They moved when Sportsnet took over. They turned it into headlines. Ah, right. And they had Damien Cox and um, and Elliot. See, I I just had a thought. You mentioned um, I have absolutely nothing against uh, Rob McLean. He's easily one of the best TV hosts out there, and obviously very popular, very likable amongst the you know Canadian uh, public. But when you mentioned the whole boring thing, I just had this idea because obviously when you had uh, Strombolopolis there, it was kind of this injection of youth. And I guess maybe the older generation of hockey fans kind of didn't take too well to it. But I had this awesome idea. What if they got Faisal Kamisa? <laughs> that would, uh, that would definitely blow the, blow the socks off some of the old baby boomers. <laughs> yeah, because Faisal is like, yeah, he is like the representative of the millennial generation. But oh, he's a good broadcaster. I love it when he fills in for Tim and Sid. Now, the other thing they don't have anymore, they don't have um, Sofia Djurkovic. Oh, uh, yeah. When she did be doing all the social media stuff. Yeah. So I've kind of guessed that as well. That's right. I, I remember that. I actually did think for a while. I'm like, what happened to that? And now TSN, when they do their games in, uh, during the week, um, I actually kind of like, I used to love TSN, but now um, when I see that TSN are doing the midweek games, I'm usually just like, oh, uh, you know, I don't get as excited for the coverage. But they cross to like the to their desk uh, news desk, and they go over all that stuff. So I guess TSN took that ball and ran with it. This is this is where we have huge um, divisions. See, I'm I prefer the TSN broadcast. Interesting to this to the sports team. I just um, yeah, it's just the Quizmaster thing. Like I was, I love Bob McKenzie. Um, I've been reading his book. And it's so good. Which one? Hockey Dad? No, the the, the newer new, one. Uh, the about the stories. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. Like every chapter, um sorry, Bob, I can't remember the name of the book. Oh, Hockey Confidential. Hockey, yeah, Confidential. Hockey, Hockey Confidential. Uh, I've been reading it at uh, first, I bought it ages ago and god I'm I'm a crap reader. Like I take so long to get through a book. And uh but every chapter is a different story. And I think that's an awesome idea. So it's just like a collection of not even short stories, but they're stories that, you know, he did interviews with um, uh, with people in hockey that he thought needed to be longer than your typical website article. So he made a whole book out of it. Um, you know, there's I think there's one with there's one with uh, John Tavares' family. Uh, him and his is it his uncle who's like the legendary lacrosse player yeah john i think his name's john Tavares as well yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you know there's the whole mcdavid thing there's uh the suban family it's it's an awesome breed um but yeah so i i love bob mckenzie but 
Fucking O'Neill. Just see, I love, I love Jeff O'Neill. He is great chat. He is on a on a radio show. If he, if only he did a podcast where he could really let loose. <laughs> He's good chat. But don't it's, you're talking about TSN Overdrive, aren't you? Yes. Yep. Don't they just upload the shows on? They do, but they're still on radio, so they're not. So it's not like a podcast format. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the one thing. I, uh, no, I don't want to bag. Um, I'm not. Well, no, I don't want to bag uh, SDP because um, they're basically with inspiration for the show. Uh, but yeah, headlines. That's that's yeah. That's a good point. I, I would love to see Faisal Kamisa. I think this this goes in nicely to what we. I think what we were really looking forward to talking about on this show today was how much longer do you think Coach's Corner can go? Well, um, considering what. Don says is just a whole bunch of words smashed into unjoining, linking together and not making any sense. They could just chuck it into a computer and it spits it out. <laughs> so they don't actually need a real person. You could probably take every coach's corner ever and just mash it up somehow and put it out there and no one would know. No one would know. <laughs> no one would know. Now, there's this really awesome YouTube channel called Coach's Corner Transcribed, which is our favorite YouTube channel. You should check it out. Um, they take they take Coach's Corner from their week. Uh, they take like a little bit and they, they put subtitles over it. Uh, and the latest one we posted uh, on our Facebook page, it's amazing. They turned one of uh, Don Cherry's rants into this little like 70s disco. Oh, uh, it's like it pucks in deep, pucks out. That's what it's all about. Yeah, oh, it's so it's good. So good. Um, but yeah, the I noticed I when so you watched uh, Hockey Night in Canada this past weekend. Yes, yes. Now, how cringeworthy was Coach's Corner? Uh, it was like watching. Um, Anyhow, I got to show. Well, well done, done, hey, done, done. Hey, Just, this hey, is our time. It's, uh, it's our time. Um, it was like watching a terrible, awkward fight on Geordie Shore. <laughs> Oh god! Yeah. So, oh yeah. Any any reality show really? Um, just a couple. They they're like this bickering uh, married couple. And the crazy thing is, is the um, the age gap. Like, Ron could be his son. Mm, Don is what eighty. Uh, I think I looked it up like eighty four. He's eight, like eighty three, eighty four. And oh, this is what surprised me is that Ron McLean's only fifty four. What? Yeah. I, I have to double check that, but I'm pretty sure Ron McLean is 54. He's looking pretty good for a 54-year-old. He's kind of like... Is he not like the dream granddad to have? Could you imagine being his granddad? Could I imagine being his granddad? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, could you imagine I, I would be, Ron McLean be, being your then granddad? Then I'd be Don Cherry. No, no. Can you just imagine Ron McLean being your granddad? How awesome that would be. It'd be pretty awesome. You'd be pretty rich. You'd be rich and he'd have awesome stories. He is 56. Uh, 56. Okay. That, ma- that changes everything. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> uh, now, how old is Don Cherry? Let's, let's find out. What, is, what does Wikipedia tell us? See, I, I knew I should have done this beforehand, but... Uh, 83. 83. So you were pretty close. Almost, almost 30 year difference. Oh, man. And there's a, there's a 30 year difference and there's a lifetime of sense difference. <laughs> so I clipped up my favorite bits, uh, my favorite bit from the latest coach's corner. Now I think it's just, let's listen to this and just kind of 
trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. Anyhow, I go to show you Pollock, and I know here we go uh, blaming the victim again. Now we show a close up. No, no, you got to show him turning back. There's got to be a shot. No, no, we got to see him turning back. Right. Now, if I what's a Pollock? Pollock. Just <laughs> Roman Polak. Uh, yeah, well, he gets names wrong every week. Um, first, if I was working on that segment, like if I was the edit, you know, I'm just just putting my editor hat on, and he's I, I've put together all this all this footage for him, and then he goes on national television. And he's like, "No, you gotta show this angle. You gotta do this." He's like, "Just fuck off, man, you old man. Like you're just." you know, worked my ass off to give you what you want. And then you're, you know, just ripping it up. Does he see the packages before? Like, do they rehearse or anything? Surely. Surely. I, I and then know. he just comes and tra- I, train wrecks and everything. They can't rehearse because there was that whole thing where, um, you know, they, they like to show the, 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 the players coming in wearing the suits. Mm. And then he's like, Oh, look at that guy. Who's that? And, uh, and he's like, Oh, he, he's a swede <gasps> i like to show the canadian players and then you know ron was like you picked it out oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, he is a mental case oh yeah so let's uh let's kick back back into this oh i don't want to i don't want to um play the whole thing again because it's too much here we go no no we gotta see him turning back right which now, did, did, what, now here it is so watch him turn back boom and you had a big argument with me after. Hold it now. You had a big argument. You going to slow, Kelly? Sure. Uh, all well, right, no. I said to you, Don, let's just all slow down here. No, no, uh, I won't slow I- down. We come to Babcock. <laughs> now, wait a minute. He's saying, watch him show. He says, it's my fault right there. My fault. Why? Well, he says, my fault. Well, let's no, explain it, why. Because well, it was I a major you, penalty to Wait pull a minute. Okay. Who, who's running this? I, I don't know, have much time. Who is you running have this? The, you have the panel. That's you right. have all this hometown right. hockey. Do you mind if I say? Go ahead. Now uh, you did. You that's did an e- iconic piece of music. You did edit that, but how funny would it be if the actual segment, the pre- presentation director just went, "I'm fading up. I'm just going to fade up the music <laughs> and play the sting." It'll be like the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> this has gone on too long. <laughs> um, yeah. Wow. Poor. Poor Ron. Poor Polwalk. Poor Polwalk. <laughs> I just. I, what, like what the fuck, man? Like it's just. I know I said a few podcasts ago that I put it on mute um, when it comes on and I just, I don't know, sort out some lunch or whatever um, because when we are watching, it is like one o'clock for us. But I made the mistake of starting to watch it again and I really regret it. Now you just hate watch it like people hate watch The Bachelor. I, uh, yeah, no, absolutely. I hate watch it. Now I think maybe this should become um, a weekly segment for us is like highlights from Coach's Corner. Absolutely. There's a guy on Twitter as well, um, Dmitry Filipovich, who runs the, he works at sports and he does the PDO. Um, oh, the PDO cast? Yeah. Great, great podcast. Um, but he, every week he puts the call out to people to send him screen caps of Ron's face. <laughs> and freeze frames and just in like the most confused angry uh depressed states and then he pumps all those out on twitter so give him a follow on a sunday afternoon and you'll have a good time <laughs> yeah now do you think going back to our original question how much longer do you think coach's corner can go do you think it'll just go until 
um, the sad day when Don Cherry passes? Or I, I think so, because... Like, he doesn't seem to be slowing down. No. Which, full credit to him, at that age, to be doing what he's doing, like, that's amazing. I think they'll, they'll go until he, he passes on, or they'll go until he makes some absolutely insane old man um, yells at Cloud racist comment that just... <laughs> gets him basically taken off the air immediately. Yeah, see, I wonder that now. Like, because obviously he's he's known for ripping into the Swedes and the European players. But do you think if he did do something like that, they'd just be like, oh, yeah, but, you know, from his time, that's, you know, that was acceptable in his generation. We'll, we'll let that slide. Do you think that's what would happen or they would actually just kind of get rid of him? I don't in this in the kind of social media. They, people won't see it that way. <laughs> no, in the social media world. They've kind of the um, the outrage wave will kind of take over. I think <laughs> the Twitter police. Yeah, no, you're probably right. Um, moving on from Coach's Corner, I definitely do think uh, that should be a weekly segment. Hit us up if you think so as well. Now, NHL 18, of course, is in development. Um, now, I play NHL 17 a lot. I think it's one of the better incarnations of the series in recent time. But there's still, there seems to be a lot of stuff missing that should be there. So we've put together like a little um, wish list. And do you want to go through yours first, Joe? Well, mine is much shorter, so we will. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't get to play as much as I, I wish that I could. Um, so the main thing for me is in the GM mode, like... Why can you not... You should be able to make the league however you want to make it. So have the teams in there that you want. So I would get rid of Carolina. Okay. And put back in Hartford. And get rid of like Florida and put in Quebec, the Nordiques. Interesting. So you can kind of make the league as you want to make it. And then you set off and then you do your franchise. Would you also... Would you also mix in teams from other leagues? Or you're just sticking historically just, to NHL? Just historically NHL, WHA kind of okay. vibes. And uh, what else? What else you got? Well, I hate the overtime loss, shootout loss yeah. standings because it makes no sense. I hate I hate playing a shootout in the NHL 17. So when you That's go, but if you change, you, when you set up your BGM, you can set up to be, you basically just get a tie or you can get no points for overtime loss. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the standings, it still has 32 wins, 16 losses, zero, zero. And it's just annoying. I, <laughs> I don't like it. So I would just get rid of that. And then finally, goalie masks. Ooh. You just get stuck with the same shitty goalie masks over and over. You can only use two versions for each team. Yeah. I remember way back, way, way back, NHL 98 actually had the goalie designs like the masks they must have licensed them somehow oh wow because i remember brodeur patrick laleem and stuff they all had their masks curtis joseph now now they have kind of really budget versions of them yeah like some of them are a little close and then some some players actually do have their designs in the game like jonathan quick has his one right um and of course, a couple of years ago, I think it was NHL 14 when Martin Brodeur was on the cover and they had his design. I guess they licensed it for that particular year. 
Now, of course, the the thing with getting like the actual goalie mask designs is it's all down to um, licensing the art. So they have to get the individual artist to agree to it, probably pay them some sort of compensation uh, or a fee. But surely it can be done, right? EA Sports is a big company. They make millions of dollars off people buying the same game basically every year. <laughs> A roster update. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yeah, that's one thing I've always wanted to. And just more, just more customization uh, with the players. Like there's a good amount of that. Um, but I feel like you can always have more. Now you, you mentioned, you called it be a gym mode. Well, like I think this year they changed it to franchise mode. Right. Um, I've got a few that I want to see in that as well. And that I want to, I want to see, they included the ECHL and NHL 17. I want that whole idea to be expanded. You know, currently you can't send, Oh fuck. My iPad just died. Currently you can't send players to, um, to and from the AHL and the ECHL. Mm-hmm. Um, they just have to sit playing no games in the AHL. They just don't really exist. I think you can only, I haven't gone far and I haven't gone through a whole year right now. I'm in the playoffs. Um, but as, as far as I'm aware, you can't possibly get these ECHL players until maybe the preseason. And so for the most of the time, you know, they're, they're locked out. They don't even exist. They just didn't like, I think, I don't know, maybe it was a last minute inclusion, but yeah, I would love to see, like just add another tier to the whole thing. Like you don't have to play the games. Like I don't play the NHL games and the AHL games. Cause wow, that's, that's a lot of time. How much time would you <laughs> imagine that? If, I've always wanted to do that. Like have a game and set up a franchise mode where I only play the games on the days that the games are actually on. Oh, uh, so it's like real life. Yeah. I'm kind of, I'm almost at that point now because I am in the first round of the playoffs and it's Leafs versus the Canadians. <laughs> So it's, that's been pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, I kind of skip ahead, but it would be amazing if you could do that. Um, I feel like you'd probably would never buy a version of NHL again. You would just. No, well, it would take you one year to finish one version of the game. And by that time, the new one's out. There's probably a bunch of people do, <laughs> that do that actually. Um, you know, just play the season, uh, how they want it to be played. But yeah, I, I want to see the the ECHL thing kind of expanded more. Maybe even sign players to AHL only deals, you know, ones where they can't be sent up to uh, the NHL club. I I think that would be great. Just uh, just little nerd, you know, like little nerdy things like that. Like I love the idea of being able to sort of, you know, run the whole franchise but also play the game, you know. And I think adding the ability to hire fire and hire coaches would be awesome. And, you know, like in season contract negotiations with players, because currently you can only do that um, in the off season. Right. You know, like the uh, free agency period. Yeah. Like resign RFAs, you know, you can't extend their contracts. (laughs) You're purposely placing your computer in a dangerous position. Yeah. If I drop it, it might smash the recorder, but we'll, we'll be okay here. I, I'm, I'm reasonably strong. Um, and I also like to see, you know, we were talking about the women, like women's hockey. I would like to see the inclusion of the CWHL and the NWHL, you know, in FIFA, you've got women's soccer, you know, let's get the world's best female hockey players in the game. Could you imagine if you had like, uh, say if you put together, if you're playing hockey ultimate team, and so the female players were included in that. Could you imagine having Amanda Kessel and Phil Kessel? 
There'd be some bickering on the bench. <laughs> oh, brother and sister love her. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. Um, I also, like, I want to see, and I don't know why they didn't do it this year uh, with NHL 17, expand Beer Pro. Because right now, it's just, ever since they transitioned to the new, to the latest generation of consoles, it's just been this empty shell of a mode. And there's no real point to it other than you get to play as one player. Yeah, I've only done a few BA, uh, BA pros and I just kind of get bored of it. Exactly, because there's there's no direction. There's no way to go. There's no kind of like sense of achievement. Um, you know, I would love to see the ability to request request trades because, um, you know, quite often you might play a year, you know, you might play your career in the CW, CWHL, go into the draft and then you get drafted by a team that you don't want to play for. <laughs> <laughs> so you could, you know, I want to be able to pull an Eric Lindros, you know, like I want to, I want to do that. Um, but there's also, yeah, like again, contract negotiations, like it, there's no real sense of that kind of thing. And maybe even adding a storyline, what like the NBA 2K series do, you know, just add a bit more personality to it and make you want to actually play. Um, you know, they, they added the whole, and this goes to franchise mode as well. You know, they've added interviews and stuff, but there's just like little text pop-ups. There's no, there's no real, amp, you know, like ramification for your answers. Uh, and, you know, morale might go up and down, but you don't really see much of a difference. Yeah, nothing really changes in the game. Yeah. And home ice advantage is one thing that I don't, I don't know why that's not in the game. It, to me, it seems like a really simple uh, thing to add. You know, actually having the away team put their first line, put their line up first, and giving you the uh, opportunity to play matchups. How you know, just put it, put a little pop up saying this is who they're running. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. you've got a few seconds to pick a line. Easy. Honestly, I, I yeah, you've, just, you've thought about this a lot. I have. <laughs> Maybe um, EA Canada should just give me a job. It'd be awesome. <laughs> um, now, this is kind of like a, a dream one for me is having it on the uh, Nintendo Switch. Yeah, when I came in this morning, you were playing Switch and I don't think you've stopped playing it since you got it. So imagine <laughs> if you had NHL on it, you'd just be playing everywhere. Yeah, I would take it to work and <laughs> just, yeah. Can you just imagine playing NHL uh, 18 on a, like a portable device like that? Like for me, that's like a dream come true. I could just play it in bed. <laughs> That'd be pretty sweet. I do play Zelda in bed. That's no, great. Um, but you know, like you're on a long haul flight and you got to kill that time, you know, kill it with some hockey. That'd be awesome. Like, yeah, you probably would have to downgrade the graphics a little bit, but that's fine. You know, the graphics on Zelda are pretty good. Yeah, they're pretty good. I think it's just more about um, working with the limitations, obviously, of the console. Like it doesn't have the graphic capabilities of like an Xbox or a PS4, but you know, it's pretty good, especially for a portable device. Now, I don't see any reason why uh, EA can't do NHL for the Nintendo Switch. I know they're doing FIFA for Switch. And of course, 2K are bringing out NBA for the Switch will be pretty sick. Um, and another little dream for me is update the fucking Maple Leafs goal song. Because I hate the one that's in there. You should be able to pick songs. You should be able to pick the goal songs. That would be sweet team. too. You could load them in from your own um, music server or whatever. Yeah, that'd be really awesome. Because right now it's the last season's song, which I'm pretty sure Rebel Sport used it last year. 
The Sheepdogs. Yeah. Feeling good. Yeah. Yep. That's the one. Yeah. I uh, don't like that song, but the Enforcer by Monster Truck, that, that is a fucking tune. Now, I, last night, I just like, while writing this, I thought about that and I, I tweeted Monster Truck from our um, podcast Twitter just to be like, hey guys, really love the Enforcer. Any chance we, you know, you can, we can play it and feature it on the podcast. So... Haven't heard back from them yet, but that'll be pretty awesome. Um, surely they'll just be drunk and hungover, so they'll be sorting that out today. Yeah. Some uh, good Ontario and good old Ontario rock band there. And um, two other things. Introduce online servers outside of North America and Europe. Because right now, that's all there is. And, you know, there's obviously that's probably the main market for an NHL game is North America and Europe. But... What about us down here in the Pacific, you know, like Australia and New Zealand? Like there's a lot of us, a lot of us that play as well. And we're stuck with servers that are way away from us. So there's shitty lag and... Our internet is not great down here. No, exactly. So I don't even, I don't even bother with the online stuff. Unless I'm playing someone else that's also in New Zealand and they have to deal with the same shit that I do. (laughs) And... Include coaches in the game that look like the real coaches. You know, like NBA 2K, they have like Dwayne Casey and, you know, like the Raptors coach and all the others on the sidelines doing their thing and they look exactly like them. You know, wouldn't you not want to see Babcock roasting rookies or um, maybe like uh, friggin' uh, Randy Carlisle uh, burning toast on the bench? Like, Yeah, going full furnace face. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> I don't know why I wrote Boudreaux on the notes there. <laughs> I, I was getting my I was getting my coaches mixed yeah, up. Yeah, Boudreaux, kind of look, Boudreaux kind of does like. go a bit um, hot wings face when he's gets <laughs> losers in game seven. <laughs> Could you imagine that? Like this, the coach's face is getting red. They'll be so realistic. Um, but yeah, that is our that is our wish list for NHL eighteen. Um, it'd be awesome if even if just some of that happened. But I guess we'll see. Um, continuing on with the NHL, though, we've got the playoff. The playoffs are almost here, Joe. They are, and our teams are probably going to make it. Both of them, probably. Ducks. Definitely. Your team definitely. They're on a tear right now, thanks largely Johnny to Burns. J- Johnny Burns. Johnny Burns. Do you imagine that? Like that's just. I I'm so happy for the guy. I'm I'm happy also, but it's gonna co- if they do go on and he plays in the playoffs, it's gonna cost. Uh, and I'm a second round pick. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, which was a crazy stipulation they put in there just to get rid of Bernier. And, and they now, didn't, yeah, they obviously put it in it's there come thinking, true. yeah, thinking it would never actually happen. But hey, here you go. Um, yeah, so obviously the Leafs, you know, they've still got a good chance. Everyone's freaking out about Freddie Anderson being hurt and you got um, oh, Curtis McElhaney in goal and Garrett Sparks has been called up um, kind of as like a, you know, a hat tip for having such a strong year in the AHL. Well, he's one of the top goalies in safe percentage. He's having a great year. So hopefully McElhaney can carry it on and we can make the playoffs. But even if they don't, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd probably be rooting for the Ducks, even though I've got money on the Sharks winning the cup. Um I would love to see Bunier actually, you know, just win a cup for himself, not riding on the coattails of um, Jonathan Quick. Mm. Well, I prefer John Gibson, but um, either way. Is he still hurt? Yes. They, John, another Leafs cast off, Johnny Enroth, is still backing up. <laughs> wow. that That's just so funny, eh? <laughs> the fact that, like, the Leafs, um, the goalies that Babcock didn't want and the Ducks are making good use of them. 
that just goes to show that, like, I mean, obviously the Leafs are a lot better now as an organization, but I feel like, uh, especially in the last few years, the Ducks, they really know how to run things. Well, it, and it's kind of like a Randy Carlyle team gives up so many extra shots. And that's maybe how Bernier has to play, like when he's playing for um, Babcock, who are a bit better defensively. Yeah. And the systems, he just, he can't handle it because he gives up terrible goals and terrible opportunities. <laughs> From uh, center ice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who do you think is not going to make it? In the East? Yeah. Uh, maybe because it's very tight right now. I think maybe Boston might drop out and Tampa come through because they are just tearing it up. Hmm. Interesting. So Boston, what about what about the Islanders? I would like the Islanders to make it because right now Boston have the la- that last wild card spot. Yep. But they are also only one point behind the Leafs, who have the third spot in the uh, Atlantic Division. And then you've got, so Boston have 84, Tampa Bay have 83, and the Islanders have 82. Now, they've all played 75 games, so no one's got games in hand there. The Leafs have one game in hand. Um, so, yeah, very tight. Obviously, I would say, God, could you imagine Carolina outside chance if they got in? They've got a game in hand. They're not going to get in. They're not going to get in. They they had a chance yesterday to beat Detroit and they lost in overtime. If they'd won that game, they played them again today. That could have put them in closer, but I don't think they're going to make it. So you're saying... So you reckon, you reckon Tampa are going to squeak in? Tampa or all the Islanders. Interesting. I think Boston are going to drop out. Okay. I like that. I like that. I mean, I I love to see Boston Boston fans suffer after, you know, they've given many, many other teams fans um, hurt in recent years, especially the Canucks and the Leafs. So. And it'd be like the third time, third year in a row that Boston have flamed out during down the stretch to fall out of the playoffs. <laughs> uh, so great. Now, going going to the Western Conference, what what's up with the Kings, man? They're done. They're done. So the playoffs are pretty much set in the West. Yeah, I would I would say so too. <laughs> uh, you know, St. Louis have the last wildcard spot with 88 points and LA are the next team out with 77. There's no way you're catching up when you've only got eight games left. No, and then and the Sharks are absolutely shitting themselves and Anaheim's taking over first in the Pacific. Yeah, like, I guess because, you know, San Jose came out really hot and they've been hot most of the year and now they're dipping down and um, Anaheim are heating up at the right time of the year. So, looking good for your boys. I want to see them fall even further, the Sharks, so we can get a um, Edmonton-Calgary first round matchup. That would be pretty good. <laughs> that would be pretty sweet. It's only, what, where are they? They're only one point, Calgary only one point behind San Jose. Now, let's just... Um, Let's just quickly go through this. Uh, if the playoffs started today, these would be the matchups. In the Western Conference, it's the Black Blackhawks versus the Blues. Now, who's winning that? Uh, Blackhawks. Yeah, absolutely. Blues, I, I, I feel for them. They, they always stumble. They always hit the Chicago wall. Uh, next up would be Minnesota versus Nashville. Who's winning? Uh, Bruce Boudreaux is coaching, so I'm going to say Nashville and seven. Fuck yeah, PK Subban. He's gonna <laughs> he's gonna do something. Uh, the next up would be Ducks versus Calgary. Ducks all day. 
I don't know. Calgary. I um, mean, they're pretty hot. Calgary are pretty hot and their defense is pretty good. And no pun intended. They played... They played Anaheim pretty pretty strong the last time they were in the playoffs. Mm. So I think Anaheim maybe it's a better it's a worse matchup for Anaheim than Edmonton. I think. I think uh, for the Ducks, this is when having the likes of Getzlove will really pay off, and Kessler. And then this could be the opportunity where I mean he's already having a great season, but Ricard Raquel might just really bust out in these playoffs. Um, and then the last matchup in the West would be the Sharks and the Oilers. Oilers. You're picking the Oilers? No. No. It's got to be San Jose in that. Yeah. Easy. I mean, without McDavid, really, like, you know, Cal- you know Calgary, Edmonton. <laughs> Edmonton, uh, without McDavid, just they're nowhere near as good. I mean, that's plain to see. I just, San Jose would just, they're too brutal. I don't think, the Oilers are too, too young of a team to really, to get there. Um, now, in the East... First matchup would be Montreal versus the New York Rangers. I'm picking the Rangers. Really? Yeah, Montre- all Montreal have got is Carey Price. Carey Price. And if he doesn't have a, have a they great do series... Struggle. They do struggle to score sometimes. Yeah, I would pick the Rangers in that one. I, I it's a toss-up, though. Yeah, Lundqvist will probably rise to the occasion. Uh, next matchup, now this one could be very interesting. Uh, Ottawa and Toronto. Who you got? You can you can say what you like. Just ignore the fact that I'm a Leafs fan. Say whatever you like. I would pick. I'm gonna pick Toronto only because they can't be the first team to lose the Battle of Ontario <laughs> to Ottawa. That's fair. <laughs> um, oh god, you mentioned that. It'd be like, of course, with Fanuf on the on with the Senators now. Yeah, it'd be. It's a good match. I have Fanuf coming back. A lot of good storylines there. Uh, now I've got. Next matchup would be Caps versus the Bruins. I don't see how the Bruins survive that. No, Tugarask would have to play um, as two people, pretty much. To <laughs> he, he would just have to actually build a brick wall around in, in the goal. Like Wayne Gretzky, 3D hockey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> God, that was a good game. Uh, and last matchup, Columbus versus Pittsburgh. Ooh. I think this would be the best series. Yeah, I think they'll be really competitive. And Especially because, you know, Columbus, they've really surprised us this year. Um, and they could surprise us even further in the playoffs, especially if Bob Broski keeps playing at that Vezina level. Yeah, it could be it could be an upset. It could be an ups- maybe Pittsburgh, the defense is just keeps getting injured and they might not be able to get through. Mm. Sidney Crosby could cut more people's hands off. <laughs> And um, wax some more nutsacks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's the um, that's the playoffs as they stand right now. Obviously, could change a little bit. Maybe on the east. Um, you know, we'll see. And well, the west could massage around a bit. And there is a lot of different places. Yeah, but, but at least the teams on the west have pretty much got it. Um, I'm still sticking with. Now, if say say San Jose, because I'm I'm picking San Jose to win the cup. You're picking Washington, right? So now I imagine the Sharks get through the Oilers. Now they would face either Anaheim or Calgary. Do they beat either of those teams? I think so. Okay. Now imagine Western Conference final, um, their opponent. Let's say it could be Chicago or Nashville. Do you think they could beat either of those teams? I think they can beat Nashville. I don't know if they can beat Chicago, but it would be a 50-50 probably. That fucking chicago and san jose mm, that would be, be one series. hell of a series uh now 
so if you're picking the Caps, obviously beating the Bruins, the Caps then go up against Columbus or Pittsburgh. Do you think they can beat them? I think they can beat Columbus. Pittsburgh could be tight, tight, very yeah. tight. Again, they'll be. I mean, it's always a great matchup in the playoffs. Um, now, if they did make it through and they got to the uh, Eastern Conference Finals against the Toronto Maple Leafs, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but well, okay. So, if you're going by your prediction that the Rangers beat the Canadians and the Leafs beat the Senators, and I could see the Maple Leafs beating the Rangers potentially, but I I don't know. I feel like an experience might lose us there um let's just say the rangers got through to the to the eastern conference final mm-hmm. oh great the capitals against the rangers again <laughs> like the 18th time <laughs> since the lockout caps obviously win that yes okay and and then that's how we go but, but okay now when we do the bracket challenge that's how we should do it um and at least one of us and if we get it right that's awesome um yeah, one last thing. Uh, the IIHF tournament, uh, this is the Worlds where the uh, New Zealand Icebacks are playing, starts next week. Now, we tweeted out the link yesterday uh, for tickets, or the day before. Um, go to eventfinder.co.nz, grab your tickets. They're super cheap. I think you can even get a pass for the whole week if you want. Go see as many games as you like. Go support uh, the New Zealand Ice Blacks. You know, cheer on our boys as they take on the world. Um Quickly running through the schedule here. 4th of April. I'm just going to mention the New Zealand games. 4th of April, um, 8, 8 p.m. All the games are at Paradise Botany Downs. They play Turkey. Uh, next game is against China on the 5th of April. Again, 8 p.m. Uh, next game after that, Israel. 7th of April, 8 p.m. I like they've, they've, given the, uh, they've given the New Zealand team all the night games. Obviously, smart so decision. So you get some fans there. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm hoping to get to games. My work schedule's a bit of a bitch, but we'll see. Uh, the the big game to really watch out for is New Zealand versus Mexico on the 9th of April, 8 p.m. I think that's a Sunday. Yes, it is. Yeah. Definitely keen to go to that one. Uh, I think I'm, I'm working until 7 o'clock, but I will be ripping out there to Botany afterwards. And then their last game, PRK, Korea, of course. <laughs> Was that People's Republic of Korea? Uh, 10th of April, 8 p.m. So you got a few games there. They've been in Australia doing their warm-ups, playing against the um, Melbourne Ice and the Melbourne Mustangs. Unfortunately, they lost all those games, but I I think it was a great idea playing strong opposition like that. It should, you know, get them, get them hyped up for this tournament and would really love to see them do well, uh, especially on home ice. Now, I heard on a, another podcast, there is an Australian podcast. It was kind of like the Australian equivalent of us. Um, Bert Haynes was on there and he mentioned that, well, they got to go all out, go all out, go all out. They got to win. Um, so let's hope that the boys can get gold, get tickets, go support them. We really need to wrap this up and get going to work. Um, I'm glad that we did morning podcasts because the last few weeks we've done nights and we just fade mm. after about 40 minutes. Now I'm going to go to work and fade. That's fine. This is, I think there's been a great podcast, been a lot more upbeat and energy. Um, we'll be back next week. Uh, probably talking more about the, the ice blacks and everything. We're trying to get a whole lot of interviews happening here. Um, getting our NZ channel series preview, uh, preview series happening so mm-hmm. that we actually have podcasts for while you're away in Toronto. That's right. We're preloading. We're preloading, <laughs> but not with drinks with episodes. Maybe with a few drinks, who knows? Anyway, this is Puck. Yeah, um, hit us up on social media. You know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. It's at Puck Here Podcast, 
and um, subscribe on iTunes. You probably already are if you're listening, but get your friends to subscribe. And also on SoundCloud, you can get us there too. Uh, hit us up. Hope you guys have an awesome week. There's tons of hockey out there. Peace. Puck Year. It's New Zealand's hockey podcast. Subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or with your favorite podcatcher. And follow the guys on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Puck Year Podcast. Yeah.